You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers, and today's show will be focused on Idaho as a mining jurisdiction. While at the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference last week, I attended a breakfast seminar entitled Focus on Gold in Idaho, and one of the speakers at that breakfast seminar was Mr. Ben Davenport. He was and is the Executive Vice President of the Idaho Mining Association. After the breakfast concluded, I interviewed Ben, and this is the interview that I will share with you today on today's show. But first, this show is brought to you today by Idaho Gold Developer and Explorer, Otis Goldcorp. Ticker is OOO, triple O in Toronto. Now, there had been a legal dispute with the U.S. Forest Service over the issuance of one of Otis's exploration permit at the company's Kilgore project, where there was already a million-ounce resource. The judge just recently settled that dispute in Otis's favor, and now the company is planning a big drill program this year to expand the resource and advance this project. I'm going to put a link in the show notes below to a recent update interview in which CEO Craig Lindsay talked about this positive development and how the company will progress forward. In addition to hearing about the positive qualities of Idaho as a mining jurisdiction in today's show, make sure you go to otisgold.com to learn more about Otis Gold Corp. Now let's go to our interview. And I am in Vancouver and I just finished a breakfast called Focus on Gold in Idaho. And obviously, as the title indicates, it was focused on why you would invest in gold miners in Idaho, what's going on. One of the speakers was Mr. Ben Davenport. He's from the Idaho Mining Association, and he joins me today. Ben, thanks for coming on Mining Stock Education to talk about what the good things that are going on in Idaho. Uh, thanks for having me, Bill. All right. Could you give my listeners like just a quick thumbnail overview of the last 30 years of the general mining cycle in Idaho? Yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of an up and down uh, uh, cycle, as you might expect. Um, in the mid to late 90s, 90s gold uh, saw quite a dip in in price and we saw um, significant um, uh, contraction of the of the industry in Idaho. Um, what we saw. Our major gold producer uh, closed, uh, a couple of them closed uh, at that time, and uh, since then we haven't seen much going on in the state. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been nice seeing the uh, resurgence in the last couple of years uh, as, as gold prices have climbed and as, um, as some of these companies have looked for safer jurisdictions, um, uh, we found a lot of success in, in promoting Idaho to, to some of these uh, projects. What about the friendliness of the government towards the mining industry? What can you speak about what's occurred in the last three decades? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that anything has changed with our government in the last uh, three decades when it comes to the mining industry specifically. Um, Idaho has always been a, a, a low regulated, uh, responsibly regulated state. Um, our, our legislature and our our uh, leadership in the, in the governor's uh, administration has always tried to to uh, make things easy for business uh, while it's uh, um, responsible regulation um, we usually I think they try to work to getting to yes for some of these projects so uh, I don't think that's necessarily changed over the last 30 years um, but as some of the the mining uh, projects continue to to come into the state of Idaho um, 
you start seeing uh, some of our government officials be more familiar with with regulating mines and so it makes the process a little bit easier uh, going forward and trying to get some of these projects permitted. I was impressed. Uh, one of the companies, Integra Resources, talked about how some of your state officials went with them when they were talking to uh, potential financing sources. Can you talk about that and what other ways is the government of Idaho helping the gold miners? Yeah, you know, uh, the Idaho Mining Associations uh, worked really hard over the last couple of years to try and uh, put together this investor coalition um, to try and get some of our government officials uh, in, in front of the investor world. Um, and so a, a couple of years ago, we had uh, the governor of the state and, and uh, some of his administrative uh, folks from different departments that, that deal with uh, permitting um, with us in, in Toronto and then again in New York. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's been, it, it, the reception has been very good uh, when it comes to uh, getting government uh, to help us with, with what we're looking for in, in Idaho. One of the things that was talked about was the geological endowment of Idaho, which is great, and how when you compare that to Nevada, which has seen a lot of exploration and uh, mining dollars go into it, the potential is great. Can you talk a little bit about the comparison between the potential in Idaho relative to Nevada? Yeah, you know, I'm not a geologist, Bill, so I'm going to put that out there uh, at, at the first onset there. Um, but you know, uh, geology does not know uh, uh, man-made borders, of course, and so um, northern Nevada is very is still the same basin uh, as as southern Idaho there, and so we have a lot of the same geological trends uh, that Nevada has. Um, similarly, uh, when you when you look at Idaho's geology. Uh, you can you can draw lines uh, from uh, British Columbia and the Yukon down into um, into Idaho as well, and we have a very similar geology along that whole um, that whole line there. Um, so uh, there, I think there is a, a lot of uh, potential. What about permitting? How does the permitting structure of Idaho compare to Nevada? Well, I've never tried to permit a, a project ever myself, so I, I can't tell you what it's like in Nevada. Um, I can tell you that uh, permitting a project uh, on state land in Idaho would be uh, would be very very favorably met. Um, you know, the challenge that we have in Idaho, like every other state, is uh, is the large um, federal ownership in, in land uh, distribution. Uh, we've got about 60% of our our state owned by the federal government. Um, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to permit projects uh, on Forest Service or BLM. Uh, in Nevada, they do have a lot of BLM uh, uh, land holdings, which uh, um, seem to be more versed at permitting mines than, than some of the Forest Service folks. Uh, that doesn't mean that we won't, uh, we won't get there once we get some of these projects permitted, um, but certainly the BLM is more familiar with permitting a mine uh, right now. So there are some challenges there with educating uh, the Forest Service, but, uh, but I think we're getting there. What's the role of mining in contributing to the GDP of the state? Yeah, so uh, currently mining is only about uh, 1.5% of the, the state GDP, and that uh, that includes uh, uh, mining as well as uh, the ancillary um, um, companies or uh, contractors that work for, for industry as well. Um, and so, you know, one in a, a billion dollars in a, a $65 billion economy uh, doesn't seem like a lot. Um, 
but it means a lot to our local uh, and rural communities in Idaho. So uh, um, I think a one and a half percent, somewhere near one billion dollars a year, uh, may, may seem small. Um, but that just shows what kind of growth can happen if we have an, uh, you know, if we get one, one or two of these projects uh, off the ground. I mean, right now we've only got five operating, larger operating mines in the state, uh, and one more can put us up to, you know, two percent of the GDP, uh, and, and then we can just see growth from there. Um, what is the local uh, population, their perspective, and the sentiment towards mining, and has that improved recently? Yeah, I don't know if it's improved. I, I can't say whether or not it's it, it's improved. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of anecdotal uh, stories uh, when it comes to to uh, mining and, and the the public's uh, perception of mining. Um, if you're in a, a community where mining is uh, happening and it's active uh, in in your community, uh, it's usually very good uh, and. Uh, they appreciate the economic benefits. They appreciate the jobs. They appreciate the uh, contributions that are made um, in the, in the the schools and, and uh, in the local communities. Um, and then you know when when you start getting closer to the urban centers, like anywhere, uh, they may have a different opinion of, of what mining is. Um, so you know statewide, it's still pretty favorable for natural resources in Idaho. Um, but we've got a lot of work to do at, at the Idaho Mining Association to make sure that we continue to to tell that story and so that people understand where where their products come from and how um, mining can can be done responsibly and, and sustainably and not uh, not damage the local communities. What's the state of Idaho's relationship with uh, the federal government and what changes have you seen since the Trump administration took office? Uh, I, I I'll tell you. Um, Idaho is very independent in our thinking uh, politically. Uh, in the past, we have not seen eye to eye with the federal government uh, on most, on a lot of things. Um, that trend doesn't necessarily uh, it, it it's been better uh, recently. Um, the the Trump administration has been very interested in uh, streamlining regulations and and uh, trying to get uh, make things easier for business. Um, so. I think our our government, who also supports a, a, a you know a more streamlined approach to to um, policy and rules, uh, has been very receptive to some of the the Trump administration ideas. Um, so uh, that's not to say that we uh, that we're not a republic still, uh, but but uh, um, I think Idaho has been. Our leadership in Idaho has been receptive to the to the Trump administration's ideas. So you talk to the government, you talk to the miners. When you're talking to the mining companies, what are your suggestions you give them with how they deal with the locals and deal with the government? Yeah, I, uh, my suggestions are always to be open and honest. Uh, transparency is the name of the game in Idaho. Um, uh, I, we heard today from some of these folks that uh, that the accessibility to government is one of the the big things that we have in Idaho that some other jurisdictions might not have. Um, but if we if we aren't continuing to be trustworthy and, and open and honest with with how thing our dealings, uh, then that accessibility will go away. So we need to continue to to uh, do the right thing and continue to uh, keep our government informed and keep our locals informed on, on what we're trying to do. As we conclude, any final thoughts you'd like to share with the investors listening to you? And do you have a website they could look at? 
Yeah, uh, we, we certainly have a website. It's mineidaho.com. Um, you know, the the only thing I can say is that, uh, you know, one, I think the secret's out on Idaho, not just in, in um, uh, the beauty of the state, not just in the resource of the state, but, uh, but how government uh, operates in, in the state of Idaho. We are now... Uh, according to our governor, the least regulated state in the nation, um, and he's got plenty of stats uh, to, to share with you on that. So if you guys uh, ever need any of those, just reach out, and I'll, I'll get you in touch with the governor, and he can tell you all about Idaho. Excellent. You've been hearing today from Mr. Ben Davenport from the Idaho Mining Association. Ben, thanks for coming on Mining Stock Education and sharing your insights. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.